Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning. I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. Happy Easter. Got to do a show that relates to resurrection. How can you leave resurrection and Easter out of health? There really are critical connections. Anyone that's been sick under the burden of a chronic illness, symptoms, just something you can live with but you can't stand that you have to get rid of so you can have a better life. Anybody and everybody can relate to that. And the question for today's show is, what does this have to do with yesterday, today, and tomorrow? In other words, the agony in the garden, the crucifixion, hanging out in the tomb on Saturday, and then the resurrection tomorrow. What's the relationship? What's the hookup? Well, I got to get a little bit personal because for me, not really being trained in theology, by default, when you work with people in different levels of illness, inextricably you get drawn, if you're honest with yourself, you get drawn to the fundamental issue. And that is that the life of Christ and how a person gets out of a disease or an illness, it's an allegory. The life of Christ, if you look at it a certain way, is really the pathway through which a person heals themselves. And that's the problem with science. Science imposes a limitation that Jesus and the life of Christ didn't. And this is a paradox for society. And so what we basically do is we read the Bible, we go to church, we celebrate Easter. But when it comes to fixing our back pain, our brain tumor, our autoimmune disease, somehow we really forget that the answer is right there on Easter Sunday. This is the disjunct. You know, People, people are, they have a side to them like animals or dogs in the sense that what they hear is what they become. This is why certain people swear to Bible study. If you don't repeat it, you lose it. And this is a problem. We can talk about Easter Sunday, the life of Christ. Jesus was man. Jesus was God. Jesus came here to take on certain burdens as an act of love. And he suffered and he struggled and he overcame his struggle and then we get to celebrate his resurrection. That's kind of the story of someone that heals their cancer, heals their autoimmune disease. No one's spared, generally, 
of the pains of socialization. Mommy did this, mommy didn't do this, daddy did that, daddy wasn't there. The teacher, the society, the brother, the sister, the time in which you were born, the time frame. People suffer and people become bitter and isolated. They become overcome with the feeling or the burden of entrapment or enslavement. And then there's the life of Christ who didn't make that choice. Whatever Jesus did, we wouldn't be celebrating tomorrow if he did what most humans do. And of course, the beauty of the story is, is that we are in his image. So we have that option. That's what we call free will. So really, the way out of this symptomatic, disease-oriented servitude we really celebrate that tomorrow. But you see, most of us don't live by Bible study. We're not reinforced each day with our potentials. What we're reinforced with is a paradigm called science, called chemistry, called organic chemistry, called pharmaceutical chemistry. Today, our media is owned by pharmaceutical companies. Those pharmaceutical companies are in collusion with the central banks of Europe. We have just entered into a new epoch, the age of COVID. I don't know about you. I don't know what your sensors tell you, but the world seems rather dead to me. It seems people are in shock, entranced, desensitized, numb, not circulating the way they used to. I don't see the joy, even compared to five years ago. There's a programming that's occurring, and it's all being mediated through the vector of science. That scientific revolution, that scientific method, limits potential. I'm going to argue that today. And really, when I say that, what I mean is, as a doctor, as any doctor who theoretically, at least, understands science, studies their chemistry, their physics, their molecular bio, their genetics, their cell biology, their cell physiology, their general physiology, their organic chemistry, their advanced organic chemistry, histology, microbiology, all the work in the labs, sweating it out to make the graphs and the charts look right and the rest of it. Anybody that studies that stuff enamors themselves to the laws of chemistry. Jesus Christ did not rise from the dead, adhering to the laws of chemistry. The laws of chemistry do not allow that. The laws of chemistry do not allow for the evolution of matter to energy and vice versa. We develop relationship in our time on this earth with a man named Christ as part of the Trinity in the name of celebrating someone who really was beyond the laws of chemistry. Jesus was not here to limit our potential in the name of biochemistry class, to cut to the chase. And yet that's done every day. That accounts for this disjunct. There is a gross disjunct in our daily experience. So yes, 
Happy Easter to you. Read your prayer books. And then go back to taking your Prozac and your high blood pressure meds and your anti-inflammatories. And deep down inside yourself, you're sunk. Because, you see, it's one hit, Jesus, and it's a thousand hits, the messages by pharmaco, by pharmaceutical orientations. All of media is owned. Look it up yourself. Pharmaceutical medicine, the drug companies, and I mean the scientific paradigm, has buried Christ. And perhaps for good. So we're going to get a message. Many Christians understand that. Underneath this chilling feel in the world are words like rapture and revelation. And that chilling word, chilling in the sense that something ominous, something bigger than us, is circulating in the vapors. And of course, this is, in terms of the way we see the future, are out. In the end, the earth will burp up the sin of man and will recycle again. But that's the future. What's tomorrow? What's tomorrow for me as a doctor? What's tomorrow for you when you have to get up on Monday, I mean, and go to work? To me, I have to function this week. And how I motivate myself, how I choose to motivate myself, is by not surrendering to the laws of chemistry. Now, this was first for me. I spent a lot of years in school enamoring myself to biochemical paradigms so that I could be more deeply rooted in my choice. And my choice is to take all the science I've learned across three decades and flush it down a toilet bowl. Now that's paradoxical. How can you spend that much time, lose that much money, sweat that much sweat, and then flush it down the toilet? But you see, that's the joy of life. And what it comes down to is the chemistry and every analog of chemistry has been superseded from years back by the biophysics. So when I say science, I'm talking about the shortcomings of chemical science. And you see those shortcomings as you're told there's no way around your high blood pressure or your diabetes or whatever you're addicted to outside a pharmaceutical drug. You see the derivative of that shortcoming. Well, there were guys, and you know their names, like Tesla, and guys like Einstein, and people like Edison, and Niles Bohr, and Schrodinger, and so on and so forth. People that journeyed across those biochemical lines, studying those very same molecules that they do at Merck and Pfizer, and saw that atoms more specifically electrons, do really funny things if you really study them. Things that are beyond the laws of chemistry. And we have words for them. If you go to my website today, you're going to see on the website, that's straighttalk.cc, something called tunneling. Tunneling 
I'll read you quote-unquote from the Encyclopedia Britannica. Tunneling, also called barrier penetration in physics, is the passage of minute particles through seemingly impassable force barriers. What that basically means is when you're sick and your doctor tells you, I'm sorry, your disease is inherited, it's genetically defined, and those genes have now expressed and your organ looks like a clump of Swiss cheese, and that's the end of your kidney, your liver, your brain, your heart, or so on and so forth. If you go inside there, inside the cell, there is a chemistry that you wish you had that you no longer have. In other words, the process through which we react, reactants to create the necessary product for you to sustain health has defuncted. And you can measure that defunct or that fibrosis under a microscope. And then the doctor looks at you and you look at the doctor and the doctor says, well, the only thing for you to do is take this drug because we figured out how to, well, not fix it. We don't do that anymore, but we'll amend the problem. We'll help the symptom. And you take what Pfizer or Merck or whoever else produced, Novartis. And that's the end of it. That's your servitude. That's Jesus on the cross, and he's been hacked up to death, and somebody comes along from Pfizer, the pharmaceutical company, and says, hey, Jesus, you're down off the cross, and you are dead, but I could keep your life support going for about three to four more years, so you're not really dead, you're in a suspended state. We'll call it a coma, and hail modern medicine, because Jesus, now you're not dead you're not going to rise from the dead because you can't do that because that would defy the laws of chemistry. But instead, we're going to keep you alive for another 10 years on a life support system and hail Pfizer. That is what you buy every day at Kaiser Permanente. That is what you buy every day, every time you take a drug. You got to understand, I am not talking theologically today, philosophically. I'm talking fundamentally scientifically because science was not supposed to exist in the form of Pfizer science was supposed to say to Jesus you have passed from this realm you are dead you died on the cross we took you down put you in the tomb and you are clearly dead science was supposed to be there to say but we know that something beyond our scope of understanding puts something within you that will allow you to rise. That is what science came here to do. And if you study science along the way, say the last 600 years, there have been little moments where scientists have actually thought that way. They do not prevail today. They prevail less than ever. Proof of it? The scam we just ate called COVID, the absolute scam, the number of people who have succumbed. They are, now the, they are neither true scientists nor are they true Christians. They have eaten it. But along the way, we've had scientists, just as we've had true Christians, that know truth. And from the standpoint of science, knowing truth today means there are no limitations. If you really study inside the cell, the organism can do anything it wants. So 
in celebration of tomorrow, of today, of yesterday, of the day before, of Holy Week, on my website, straighttalk.cc, I put a bunch of pictures. One picture tries to depict something we know exists in science. You know, when I did um, physical chemistry last year, a couple of years ago, spent a year, two semesters, trying to decipher the nonsense in terms of the way it's explained. We covered something called tunneling. Thus, I put it on the, the website. That's straighttalk.cc. And we just broached over it. It was so absolutely fascinating. It basically said for a reactant to become a product, often you have to put energy in to the equation. Sometimes it's the other way. But either way, what you call the energy of activation, delta G, that energy, that energy can be replaced by some mysterious process called tunneling, in which electrons in the reactant, in the reactant part of the equation find sneaky little ways. They tunnel below the normal amount of required energy. And that's mysterious to us. It's called tunneling. Your kids in high school, in college, in sociology, in Bible study should be taught about tunneling. Because it's one of those moments where science broaches on the impossible. And of course, what's impossible today is just mainstream science tomorrow. Ask Einstein or Tesla or Edison. Ask those who persevered to send us into outer space. But you see, the day-to-day -day of science is telling you what Kaiser Permanente tells you and Merck Manual tells you and Pfizer tells you that you're stuck in a chemical paradigm when there are things, and they know this, but they forget this if they ever even study it, that have to do with tunneling. Interesting. Fascinating to me. I know you can heal. And that's where the life of Christ becomes so relevant because you are going to have to suffer before you heal. Now, yes, albeit, I think that's not always the way. I mean, after all, there is something called a miracle. We do have this notion that Jesus healed the sick. Of course, we don't doubt that. And of course, when Jesus gave God to a blind man, or when Lazarus was raised from the dead, and so on and so forth, we don't think in the context of that person's suffering. I'm not really referring to that. I'm referring to most people. I'm referring to most people who suffer from symptomology and who die suffering from it. I see it all the time because they're trapped in the limitations of counsel. They're being counseled by chemists. Medical doctors are chemists. Pharmaceutical drugs derive from a chemical paradigm, none of which has to do with the life of Christ and none of which has to do with true science. None of which has to do with things we see in true science that nobody studies, like tunneling. Einstein had his version. It's called energy equals matter times the speed of light squared. E equals mc squared. That's the great conversant equation. It's the great 
equation that converts energy to matter. My God, what do you think a miracle even is? It's the manifestation of the theory of relativity. But we study that in physics or chemistry, and then we go to church, and the link between the two never becomes functional. It's not functional. You have your symptom that you live under the burden of and always will because, after all, you've been told your only option is to take a drug. This is so short-sighted, and it contrasts sharply with the choices Jesus made on the cross. Had he been a proponent or an advocate of Pfizer, we wouldn't be celebrating anything tomorrow. Jesus lived a life that attested to the fact that E does equal MC squared, that there is something called tunneling, and that everything that Tesla and Edison ever talked about as it relates to human health is true. It's true tomorrow, and it's true on Monday. It's true at work. It's true when you're fixing your car. It's true after a car accident. It's true when you get an ugly diagnosis. It's always true. The only perspective that really creates a deeper meaning in life's experience is when the truth of that evolves into a healing. Ah, now I'm being personal because that's what really motivates me to do the things I do. I've been on this show for 12 years, just about every single Saturday. Frankly, I'm not too pleased. I'm really not. People listen, but there's no translation into the right types of action. And we're not cutting it. And you can relax behind rapture and revelation and the rest of these things. But you see, I don't think that's the right choice. I really don't. I think you got to do. Thus the show. I think you got to study it like a scholar and put it to use. I don't think Jesus came here for us to fail in that way. So consider tomorrow as you say Happy Easter that there's a plan for you and despite all the week's delusion, meaning all the misinformation, the disinformation about your potential, about your ability to find solutions to problems, against all the limitations is the life of Christ. And it's link to what science really does understand that you may never hear about. So happy Easter to you. I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. You have a wonderful day tomorrow, and I'll talk to you next Saturday. Ta-ta. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.